The Annihilator 2000 is constructed of a lightweight aluminum alloy combined with the new polymer technology, making it totally resistant to corrosion. The dawn of a new generation in luxury personal weaponry. The Annihilator 2000 is America's premier survival home and travel total security unit. Now who the hell is gonna buy that shit? Are you joking? This is a lie. I'm selling hundreds of these. It's on back order. Get the fuck out of here. No, I cannot, because I am trying to tell you. I sell 10 of these to Jackie Stallone for stocking stuffers. Get the fuck out of here. Sly come in and bought 14. Baby, I need some action tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Action Returns. I'm your host Brian, and with me to take this trip, this trip all the way to Wonderland, meet up with Uncle Dave, my brother Nez. What's up, man? Oh, Uncle Dave. Oh man, what's that actor's name? Um, uh, let's see. Uncle Dave. Uh, Alan, Alan Young. Yeah. I really. I've always liked that actor. Um, I think he was um, Wilbur and uh, Mr. Ed. Yeah, and he was. Um, I think he was in the Time Machine, that uh, old school one. Yeah, he was. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he was Philby. I think that was his name. I love that movie. I think we need to do that one at some point. Not the that one with Guy Pierce or whatever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it says here he was uh, Scrooge McDuck for over 30 years. Well, that's right, he was, huh? Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop 3. <laughs> yeah. uh, let me. Uh... Hello, my name's Axel Foley. I'm looking for. Hello, welcome to the Beverly Hills Police Department. To continue this message in English, press one pound. If you have homeless people on your lawn, press two star. So what brings you to California, Axel? Vacation? I'm looking for a killer. One, please. We got some evidence that points to one in the world. Thank you. Thank you. You mean Rufus Rabbit has gone berserk? You got yourself in the middle of a federal investigation. That guy killed a police officer. He killed a friend of mine. You just keep him out of my face and out of my park. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a tremendous surprise for Mr. DeWall to have me standing right next to him right now. You know, right now I can feel his body tingling. Bring that man down. Code red on the spider. Hold on tight. Axel. Hey, hey. Officers, I want this man arrested. I'm sure you can explain everything, or maybe you can't explain anything. You're going back to Detroit. You've got to turn yourself in, man. Why is it so hard for you on the seat? There's something going on at that park. Kill him. by your new look. Look Thank at your you skin and Thank your you. hair. And then finally you have black hash poopies, which are totally retro, which I love. You, you put a really good package together. If the people want to hear a synopsis, here it goes. Google is back with the lengthy synopsis. Let's see. 
when his bosses killed Detroit cop Alex Alex Foley. His name is Alex Foley. I thought it was Axel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, finds evidence that murder uh, to, finds evidence that the murder has ties to California amusement park called Wonderland. Returning to Beverly Hills once more, Foley reunites with Detective Billy Rosewood. I don't think he's a detective uh, to solve the case along with. Oh, sorry, clicked on something else. Clicked on a, a new partner, John Flint. They discovered that the security force of Wonderworld is actually part of a counterfeit money operation headed by park manager Oren Sanderfield. Sanderson. Yes. I don't even know if I caught his name during the whole movie. I didn't either. I just saw John Saxon. That's all I saw. All right. Uh, IMDb with the correction. Axel Foley. While investigating a car theft ring, comes across something much bigger than that. The same men who killed his boss are running a counterfeit money ring out of a theme park in Los Angeles. Yeah, I like that a little bit more. This is directed by John Landis. John Landis. Shut the fuck up, really? Yeah, and it was terrible. <laughs> I didn't even know things. this. After uh, Blues Brothers 2000, this is probably one of his worst films. Goodness. Uh, <laughs> written written by Stephen E. D'Souza, starring Eddie Murphy, Judge Reinhold, Hector Elizondo. Is that how you say his last name? Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Teresa Randall, looking good as always. Alan Young, as we said. John Saxton, R.I.P. Timothy Carhart, Stephen McHattie, Nez. I know this took us both a couple tries to watch it, but (laughs) what did you think? Oh, man. This is one of those movies and what we were talking about when Eddie signed that big, crazy picture uh, deal with uh, Paramount and... It it didn't feel like Beverly Hills Cop. It didn't feel like a John Landis film. Uh, from what I understand, um, Eddie Murphy was just not in a good state of mind while he was doing this. I guess he was battling some kind of depression from, I, I don't know, I didn't really read into what, what was going on in his life, but it just seemed like he was phoning it in. And, and it, at times, I mean, there wasn't that much uh, one-liners like he was doing with the first two films or ad-libbing stuff. I mean, it was, he just read what was in the script and it wasn't uh, funny. He didn't do his uh, signature laugh until like the end of the movie. Uh, the little cameos of um, George Lucas and uh, John Singleton, rest in peace. I I just I don't know I I didn't like I didn't like it at all I mean it had its funny parts I mean Bronson Pinchow is um Serge or however you say his name <laughs> it was good to see him I love that scene but it just it was a little too long I was kind of like okay did you need this whole big buildup because when in the first film when he was in it he was only like seconds maybe a minute if that but. Surprised they didn't make him part of the team in this one. Yeah, I, 
Okay, I mean, <laughs> I would I would have accepted it, <laughs> but I mean, at least he kind of served a purpose in this one. But uh, we'll get to that when we get to it because that was <sighs> stupid. <laughs> but um, uh, good to see that uh, Judge Reinhold, uh, uh, Billy, he came back. I guess Taggart and uh, Ronnie Cox just must have read the script and said, now nah, we're good. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading something here. Asked in 1989 about a third installment. Murphy said, there's no reason to do it. I don't need the money. It's not going to break any new grounds. So that told you what he thought about going into the movie. Yeah, I mean, it, it had its parts. Um the amusement park that they use, uh, Wonder World, was um, uh, Great America in um, Santa Clara. Um, well, they at this time, Paramount uh, bought it, so they changed it to Paramount's Great America. I think that's what it's still called now. Some of the rides that are there that they showed in, in the movie... Um, were some of my favorite rides, and there was a ride in the background. Uh, it was called the Tidal Wave. Um, that's not there anymore, so it was cool to see that. Because I mean, just this park just brought me back to my childhood. I mean, we used to go there like every summer, and sometimes on Halloween when they had their Halloween uh, horror nights or whatever they called it. <clears throat> they also used um, uh, Universal Studios, a part of the the tram ride in the. Um, the part with when they were under, like in that train state, that train kind of broke apart and the water came crashing down, and that truck, that earthquake scene, that was um, that was all at Universal Studios. Um, and I think that was the only, that was the only thing I really liked was that they used that <laughs> park. But I mean, it was the story. <laughs> I didn't really like. What it was, okay, it was a way to get Eddie back from, or Axel back from Detroit to to, be able to California. It was stupid. Uh, yeah, but it just... just uh, these guys just <laughs> happen to be in a certain spot where a certain cop who has ties to Beverly Hills is going to all... It's so coincidental that it all went down like that. Yeah, I was... Uh, did you say you had the Blu-ray set of all three of them? Yeah, I'll probably never watch the third one. So <laughs> I only watch because we're doing it. Yeah, it's oh my gosh, man! It's it's like okay, the first two, in my opinion, were a perfect mix of action and comedy, and this one they tried to go more comedy, and the tone was off because. It felt like PG Eddie, but there was times he was dropping f bombs, and it, it it didn't feel right. And then Billy somehow is older and is uh, promoted to a higher position, but yet the way he acts is like he went back to the first one and was more like just kind of goofy and naive. And uh, Wonderland and its fucking security team of. Random guys that you always see in action movies in the nineties. I just uh, this movie just missed the mark so much. Yeah, the the park is like at least seven hours away from Beverly Hills. I mean, it's more north, <laughs> closer to San Jose. But um, 
Yeah, I just it just wasn't a good movie. Um, I mean, I love I grew up watching John Landis movies. I mean, you got the great American Wolf in London. You got Blues Brothers trading places. I mean, coming to America, and mm. yeah, there was issues with the Twilight Zone movie, but I mean, mm. there was he did like a bunch of good movies, Animal House, and then you get this one. I mean. I remember going. I all I when I went and seen this the first time, I was like, "Okay, Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop, cool." And then when I saw that when the movie was over and I saw that John Landis was the one, I was like, "Really?" And I, I just, I don't know. This one was just. <clears throat> it looked like a, a TV movie. It, it didn't look like um, a, a movie movie. I don't know. I mean, it just. It, the way they shot it, it it just you could clearly see a lot of it was just in uh like in a movie studio where they just built the sets. I mean, mm-hmm. even even at times when they were outside, like in the beginning when they were in Detroit, that all seemed like it was on just a big uh, set. Uh, yeah, movie it seemed like it was uh all it was like polished and clean and just yeah. The first two were a little bit more gritty. Yeah, but this one it was just. The story is uh, Axel is uh, they're getting ready to bust these guys at a, um, a stolen car ring front. But the stolen car guy, the dudes, they were that whole dance scene was stupid <laughs> in the very beginning. I love uh, those they, actors they, that were in it, but yeah, they uh, needed that to go down. Uh, there's no need to be dancing around in a chop shop. Yeah. Make it a deal. Calm down. <laughs> And I, I was so then you get the bad guys. Um, he what's his name? He was the leader. Um, what was the bad guy? Main bad guy's name? Sanderson. Something uh, Sanderson. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to look at the pictures. Like, I, my eyes are bad. I can't even see anyone's. Ellis <laughs> DeWall. Yeah, him. <clears throat> They go there, and um, the chop shop guys, they have this big uh, white truck, and it's full of boxes or or crates, and it just said property of the U.S. government. I mean, that was all set on. At that time, we didn't know what it was. So they're they're buying something that, that these guys stole, and... Unbelievable, because I don't think you could steal that stuff. <laughs> That's tough, but okay. <laughs> not not these guys. <laughs> um, and then Eddie comes in, and then he foils their their deal, and there's a big old shootout. Um, what's his name? Was there the um the police chief? Uh, what the heck was his name? He was in all the first two films as well. Oh, and, uh, his name was. Um, Todd, Inspector Todd. Yeah, he he was there, um, just kind of just to observe uh, the whole uh, the bust and everything. And then once uh, Eddie goes in and, and kind of foils everything, and then it turns into a big shootout. Um, earlier there was some um, Todd, uh, Detective Todd, or Inspector Todd. He was like. You guys should bring in SWAT. And they're like, ah, we don't need SWAT. We don't need SWAT. We'll just go in there and do what we got to do and get out. Did but, you think the way they kept 
focusing on the other cops, like neither they was involved or they were going to be involved in some way? No, it just kind of seemed like they were all just there. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they didn't really concentrate on anyone, really. I mean, they, yeah, they had lines, but it just didn't. Other than you didn't know who they were. I mean, (laughs) you didn't seem to care when Todd got killed either. Yeah, I mean, Axel was the only one that seemed like he cared. But yeah, once they go in and and then the, the shootout starts, uh, all, all the bad guys have machine guns and then they jump in the truck and uh take off. Uh one of the one of the guys shoots um Inspector Todd cuz he cuz he, he pulls his gun out as well and starts blasting fools, but then he gets uh riddled with bullets and he goes down. And yeah, and in the first two movies, he was always talking shit, and he was talking shit all the way to to the to his end, to his very last breath, because <laughs> he got Foley. He's like Foley, what do you want a coffee break? Go get them motherfuckers or whatever the hell he said, and then he just uh, dropped. If, if this was the eighties, he would have said something that you can't say now. I feel yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and then. Eddie goes running after those guys and then um he comes across uh the bad guys end up getting away and then he comes up to these um secret service guys um that one dude that was in was it Pontypool was that that movie he was in yeah uh, um, what's his name yeah, I don't even know. Uh, Stephen McCaddy yeah him <clears throat> He's there and with two other officers or two other agents and they're they're like, hey, well, who are you? And he goes, you guys just let, let the bad guys get away and all this. And they're like, nah, they're you need to stay out of this. This is this is our case. But Axel's like, oh, hell no. And then uh, Inspector Todd dies. They have his funeral. But when he when Ed, when Axel's talking to his family, they kind of tell him, just please, can you? solve this case and then at, at this point eddie finds out that that truck uh was led to wonder world uh in beverly hills so they end up going out there uh to look for this truck we we didn't get a montage did we of beverly hills this time no it just went boom right to the police station yeah okay and uh that's not the beverly hills police station but okay <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what that place was Look like a big palace. Uh, <laughs> and today's technology, well, at this time, uh, the technology, what was it, 94? Damn, was that long ago? Shit, 27. <laughs> my daughter's 26. Yeah, 27 years ago. Shit. Uh, anyway, um, <clears throat> that whole thing at the the speaker and the, the automated, dude, who are you going to see? And I was like, oh, really? Okay. So if he ends up going to, to see Billy and then, Billy is not just a regular detective anymore. He was uh, operational okay. command of the DO, the, the DDOJSIOC. I'm reading this, everyone. Yeah, it's a fucking made up position. Uh, the deputy director of operations for joint systems in interdepartmental. Depart, Operational command, whatever that means. <laughs> so that's what uh, he's doing now. Yeah, basically, it seems like when a certain area of his map lights up, he just coordinates what 
cops need to be in that area. That's what I got from it. So I don't, I don't know what this long name is for. Yeah. I mean, basically just an, an operator, <laughs> just telling them where to go. <laughs> but I mean, this isn't, isn't that what nine one one guys do, but okay. Not in Beverly Hills. You get to go straight to the top. <laughs> so yeah, the, he goes there and, and he tells Billy what's up and Billy's kind of like, well, I'll do I'll do what I can do. And then they end up finding the the truck uh down by the beach, but it but it's empty and and that's what was when they kind of re- figured it was uh a part of Wonderworld. I can't remember what they found in unless they just ran the place. I don't remember. Um so <clears throat> I mean Billy's kind of telling them don't don't go there. I mean, I know you and uh, this is going to turn into something, but uh, Axel's uh, wants to find the killer uh, of his of, of his boss. So he goes to the park, and oh, he he meets uh, John Flint, Detective John Flint. Did you think he was going to be a bad guy? I don't know. I don't even see what the point of him there. I don't know if he was supposed to be serious, comedic relief. I was trying to figure out why is this Beverly Hills Department Police Department only have old detectives in every movie? Like nobody's young. If they're young, they're just working at a desk somewhere. It's, I, I kind of did for a second because he kept saying, "Oh, Ellis DeWalt, you know, my good friend. That's my buddy. You know, I'll hook you up." And I'm kind of. It kind of seems like when you talk to Ellis DeWalt, like he kind of seems like he has something like he's scheming on something. So I, I could see why anybody would think he he's in on it. It was, I think he was just replacing uh Taggart. I mean, that's, no, there's no replacing Taggart. I know, but they needed an actor there. It couldn't, I think it could have been just fine with the Axel and Billy, but I didn't make the movie. So they, Eddie goes there. This part was funny. Uh, and when Eddie's trying to, he wants to, to go into the park, but the only way he can get in is, is to buy a ticket. And it was only like 30 bucks or something like that. That's cheap. Nowadays. That's cheap for 94. I don't know. I don't know how much uh, it, it costs to go to great America now, but I'm sure it's not, um, $30. 94 prices. I'm taking all family. <laughs> yeah. I, now I gotta see uh, on what uh, the prices are. It's it's gotta be at least fifty, sixty bucks for a ticket. Uh, I would say, if that, yeah, it, it would. <clears throat> still in the same spot, um, but it's I I have not been. Last time I was there, when my ki- my older two were, were really little. It's not called Paramount's anymore. It's just called California's Great America. Okay, let me see how much. Um, well, they're they're opening back up, so I guess fifty nine ninety nine. Oh, that's like almost for, thirty thirty dollars more. <laughs> and that's for ages three and older. <laughs> three years old, you have to pay a sixty dollar ticket. Uh, yeah, that's it's when you get the kid to say they're two. <laughs> You do what you got to do, I guess, man. Yeah. But yeah, just that's... when someone someone asks you how old, just hold up two fingers. 
I did that to my son uh, for the <laughs> longest. Just tell him you're this age and sixty dollars. <laughs> uh, nah, I'm good. But <laughs> so uh, he goes there, and I, the the um, why were those uh, guys following him? Is it just because he was kind of causing a disturbance? Yeah, the security he, guys. They they told him if he if the ticket if the price amount was too high that he can go down the street to Fantasy World or Fantasy Island or whatever it was. Well, I'll tell you, there's nothing around there. I mean, that's the only amusement. Well, you could go over the hill to Santa Cruz. That's probably about another hour away uh, south. <clears throat> you don't want vampires and all that getting you. Yeah, according to according to them, another amusement park is just down the down the street. There's nothing so. down the street but office buildings, <laughs> and that bust ass Forty Nine er Stadium is like right in the other side of the parking lot. <laughs> but, um, so he goes in, and then it get pays us to get into the park, and then he just does his little sneaking around. Uh, I, I don't know how he found out where to go. Uh, I, I can tell you this, man. None of those doors are, are unlocked. Every door that you're not where the public can't be is locked. <laughs> and there would be cameras everywhere. But he he makes it in, goes kind of underground to see what's going on. And this, this is when he found out uh, what was happening, right? Uh, not yet. He, uh, this is when he meets Teresa Randall. According oh. to Wikipedia, they become friends instantly. So <laughs> that's right, because he was down there, and then that's just when she showed him um, the alien attack ride or whatever, and that's what the whole the, the that that scene was shot at uh, Universal Studios. Yeah, this is where he meets. He gets. Uh, the security finds him, catches him. They take him back. This is where we meet John Saxon, the uh, head of park security, and or whatever he was. And the, this is when Ellis DeWalt comes in. And, of course, Foley's seen him at the chop shop. So he automatically is like, that's the guy, that's the guy. And, of course, nobody. Ellis DeWalt's supposed to be this kind of nice guy and nobody would believe he would ever be a killer or something. He's the head of the, I think they said he's the head of the largest security company in the West coast or something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that part, that part was funny. Cause when that guy came walking, Eddie goes, you're the motherfucker that killed my boss. Nah. And tried to rush him with all those guys grabbed him. And I can tell you right now, none of the security at that park have guns. <laughs> All the guys had guns. They don't carry around automatics. No. <laughs> um, there is some armed security there, uh, but they look like uh, the police officers. Are they big like these guys? No. <laughs> Little old guys. Well, I don't know. Maybe went back then. Uh, I don't know how they are now. Um, I know. I'm sure that place can get wild now. And, uh, yeah. I don't know if I want to take my kids to. Uh, amusement parks with big ass security guards with um, automatic weapons. I know, and it's in California, and no one can have automatic weapons, California, <laughs> unless unless the, the the police and the sheriff's department. All that, yeah, they can, but private security, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> so, 
Um, did does he do they chase him? Did, yeah, they they chase him, and I think this is where we get the the whole Ferris wheel, whatever situation where he has to save the day. And I hate the music for this movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> they, they use the Axel F song for pretty much every single scene, and it's it, it it's not even like how it was in the first two films. It's they they redid it yeah. and they, modernized it. Yeah, it didn't sound good, and and then every time there'd be an orchestral version of it, and then there'll be a. A little happy version of it, uh, like during the ride. I was like, oh, that was getting sick of that song. If they do a fourth one, just go back to the original. It holds up. Yeah, I mean, this one didn't even have a a hit song for it. I mean, you got uh, a bunch of songs in the first one. Um, the only song I really remember, excuse me, uh, was the Bob Seger one, the Shakedown, for for the second film. Um, but maybe they approached people and they read the script and they was like, uh, no. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, whatever the song that was in this one, it, it wasn't a hit. So I, I couldn't even tell you, uh, what it was, but yeah, that did the, the use of Axel F in this song was just terrible. It made me hate that song. And I, I, <laughs> I can listen to the the original version all day, but the, all the ones in this one, I was like, Oh my. God, I mean, I mean, nothing against the the composers and everyone that that performed these songs throughout the whole movie, but I was it was just getting tiring. I was like, Man. yeah, it's like you didn't even want to see Axel do anything because you're gonna have to hear that music. Yeah, I mean, he could just be walking around and trying to hide, and then it'll come on in some <laughs> some crazy form. I, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> so. Yeah, um, but I'll give it to the stuntman for this scene because when the, um, that ride is actually fun. I mean, that that's one of my favorite rides uh, at the park. I mean, it's nothing. You just get in in, the, in these round type of things and cage like um, bird cage looking things, and it just spins around. <clears throat> um, I mean, it's cool. It goes up. Uh, the I think there's three three arms. Those spin as it, the whole thing is spinning with it. Um, you just sit in it. I mean, it's it, it is what it is. But I mean, I'll give it to that stunt man that was crawling around on the outside. Every time they showed uh, Axel or Eddie Murphy, you clearly it was green screen, and I was like, no. But all right. <laughs> <laughs> and security guards, you don't you don't flip the levers up and down randomly and press buttons to make it stop. <laughs> yeah. Um. And this was the scene when we got a. Uh, George Lucas, I guess he just had nothing to do that day and uh, drove down to Great America. But um, okay, um, but yeah, I mean that 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 they were chasing Axel and he just jumped on that ride, and I'm like, really? All they had to do was just stand there and wait at the bottom for the ride to stop and bring him down. I mean, he's got to eventually get off. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you're not gonna get away. They're just going to sit there and wait for you. <laughs> but uh, it kind of malfunctions, and, and two little kids are, are hanging on for their lives, and Axel springs into action 
to help him again. Shout out to whoever the stunt man was that was actually on out on the outskirts of the, on the outside uh, of that ride as it was moving. I mean, I give it to every stunt man and stunt woman uh, that that does all these dangerous things because I'm sure there was nets and all that at, at the bottom. It just if there was a little mishap, but it it looked bad when they showed Eddie Murphy climbing around on those things. It, it just did not look good at all. I was uh, I was just rolling my eyes with the special effects, but I'm like, okay. <laughs> Um, there was a shot. I don't know if it was at the end when they show the whole park. The front part with the merry-go-round was real, and everything else around it was fake. I was like, ah, oh, that it didn't even look good uh, for that. But <clears throat> so uh, Eddie saves the day, saves the two little kids. Um, did he jump down and run? Is this when the security pulled out the yeah. guns? Uh, he, I think, oh, let me try to remember this horrible yeah. movie. <laughs> he, uh, he, uh, no, he drops down with the kids, jumps out the way because the little thing they was in fell to the ground, and they go, the kids go to their mothers, everybody's cheering, Eddie's smiling, and that, that's when the security snatches them up. Okay, the guards accidentally jam the ride, placing two little kids' lives in danger. Axel re- rescues them. And subsequently taken to, to the park manager, Orrin Sanderson, that was John Saxon, when DeWald is called in to contest the claim that Axel is attacked by security, men without prior uh, challenge, Axel immediately, okay, this is when he recognized Okay, we had DeWald. it switched. Yeah, but <clears throat> this still doesn't make this movie good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when he sees him and, and realizes what's going on. Uh, let me see, but... Um, Axel immediately recognizes DeWald and as Todd's killer, uh, but Rose, Rosewood and Flint refuse to believe that claim because DeWald is keeping an impeccable public uh, reputation. However, Axel is later visited by Uncle Dave and Janice, who inform him that the Wonder, Wonder World Park designer and Dave's close friend, Roger Fry, is mysteriously disappeared while inspecting the grounds two weeks ago leaving only a letter with a cryptic message. All right. Oh, I, don't, okay. I, re- I don't even remember <laughs> this part. I remember him meeting him. Yeah, I remember everybody being so excited that he met him, especially Billy, because he was like, you met Uncle Dave? Did yeah. he do the okie-dokie shuffle? <laughs> I was like, what is that? <laughs> okay, all right. Now, now I remember. I mean, um. The the message that uh, the Uncle Dave got from his his friend it was on, on a piece of paper, but they were kind of they weren't at this time they weren't really sure uh, what it was, so uh, they're they're still trying to figure out uh, what's happening, um, and oh from the van earlier they had a little piece of a paper yeah okay. Because and then, and then when um, Eddie sees that, I mean, he has that one. Then he sees the one that Uncle Dave has, and then that's when he's kind of feeling it, and it, and he realizes this is um, paper that they use for um, to to make money. Does so, Billy give him a fifty? Yeah, <laughs> that he doesn't give back. <laughs> so, um, uh 
I think they left the park for a while. Is is this when they went to the um like that that banquet or whatever? Yeah, this is where uh Serge comes in. <laughs> Try to say Serge, not Serge. It's like a detergent. <laughs> I like this. I like that part because when they go walking in, um, Billy and <clears throat> and Axel, and then uh, Serge is off to the side dealing with some customers, and he's like Axel, Axel Foley, and runs up to him, and Axel's, well. yeah, <laughs> Axel's looking at him like, God, Serge, and he goes Serge, say say it. <laughs> I, they, I do, I do like him in this movie. Axel's like, you know, do you still work at the art thing? He was like, no, I don't work there no more. You shot my boss. And, <laughs> and he goes, what do you guys do? Or even then he goes, Billy, how are you doing? And then Billy's kind of looking at him. But then he goes, remember I made you a espresso with the little lemon twist? And he goes, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, what are you doing here? And he goes, oh, and he goes, nah, I'm, I'm into guns. And he, his little booth was a survival boutique. And he's uh, goes from art, so selling art to, to, to being an arms dealer. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Um, he just kind of shows him what he's doing. He shows him this, this little keychain thing that's like, I guess when you open it, it shines this really bright light. As soon as he said that, I said, okay, I know where it's going. But <laughs> so... And then he goes, okay. He goes, oh, this is uh, the the thing that we're real. This scene went on and on, but it was still funny. Uh, he shows them the um, the Eliminator three thousand or whatever the hell that thing was called. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, uh, a gun, a machine gun. Uh, uh, it had a compact disc player on it. it had a microwave, and uh, I think it was a flamethrower, and, and no, it was like a rocket launcher. <laughs> it, it shoots a net, plays music. It it just looks stupid. I mean, I mean, shout out to the guys that made it. That that they made it for the movie. But I'm like, how the hell are you gonna carry this? giant thing and and try to kill or whatever because he was saying that uh um yeah everyone everyone this is it's on back order i mean uh, sylvester stallone bought like 20 of them or some <laughs> stupid shit like that um i'm not gonna be able to sleep until i remember what that thing i want to say was was it the annihilator or the eliminator something I can't I can't really remember exactly, but it just looks it looks stupid. It looked like a big box with a, a gun barrel sticking out of the front. Oh my god. Um <laughs> the, the 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 scene's funny, but um let me okay, here it is. What's it called? It the Annihilator 2000. That's what it's called. <laughs> All right, I'm looking at a picture of it. Yeah, you got the microwave. I mean, this thing's it looks like one of those big old school giant radios from back in the day. I don't even think they make those anymore, but it's got a it, it looks like it weighs like fucking a thousand pounds. Um, it's got the rocket launcher on the very bottom. It's got these crazy handles that you hold to hold it. 
Uh, it's got the barrel of a, looks like an M16 in the front, and then it's got the microwave and the CD player and the speakers and oh my god, I don't I don't know who who <laughs> other than if they did make something like this, I mean I don't know who who would buy it. But if someone gave me one of these, like the prop from the movie, I'll take it. But um, it, it, this scene went on and on, but it's basically just showing uh, how it worked. And uh, fax, machi- fax machine and oh. cell phone. <laughs> not even the cell phone, like the big giant phone with a cord on it. Uh, Jackie Stallone and uh, Zsa Zsa Gabor also purchased some. Uh, fax machine. <laughs> Oh my god! But uh, and then they're like, "All right, hey, well, it was good seeing you." So they end up leaving, and that is when they go in uh, to the banquet. And um, what that? What the hell is that guy's name? The Walt. The Walt. He's getting like the security man of the year or something award. And Axel goes in there, and I don't even remember what he said. He just kind of like took over the mic and. He's basically saying he's making it seem like he is a good guy, but he's telling everybody uh, the the people of Detroit and me are going to make sure he gets everything he deserves or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah, it was it's kind of stupid actually. <laughs> this scene, um, did he tackle him? And then yeah, oh, he, 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 did he punch him? Yeah, because they they had their arms around each other, and then he like whispered something about uh, shooting Todd, and then he like punched him. Oh, that's right. And then uh, the security came, and Axel, him and Billy take off. Um, I think this is when after that scene is when they go. Um, he has to meet Uncle Dave, and I think that's when Uncle Dave um tells him. Uh, what's going on? Doesn't and doesn't this is when Uncle Dave gets shot? Yeah, Dewalt shows up and some I don't remember where, but he he has Foley's gun and that's what he uses to shoot Uncle Dave, and then it gets all over the news and apparently Uncle Dave's that guy because everybody's just like Uncle Dave got shot. Yeah, he um. Did he find out? Did, did did Axel find out what they were doing at Wonder World before Uncle Dave got shot? I think he's figuring it out now because uh, I think that's what he was telling Uncle Dave what was going on, and then they they knew that he was going to go see Uncle Dave, so that's how they were there because they followed him. All right, yeah, because um, yeah, Uncle Dave gets shot, and then. Uh, Axel ends up taking off because the the Walt was gonna set him up, saying that he was the one. And the news got there quick because when Axel was uh trying to hide out in like that bar or whatever, that it was already on the news <laughs> saying that oh they, this racist scene. <laughs> this black he guy says yeah. <laughs> He says something like there's two cops at the bar and he, he asks a question. Oh, where's the restroom? And then he goes and then on the radio is uh, looking for a black suspect. And they're like, oh, my gosh, that was him. And I was like, wow. Well, he was like the only black guy in that place <laughs> in Beverly Hills. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> so 
It's got to be him. Yeah, so everyone's uh, chasing him and he ends up uh, taking off. Um, I want to say he goes back to the park and this is when he finds uh, that they're making counterfeit money. They're using uh, the, the big press or, or was that before all this? Uh, he, he's, he's going there to find that, but he... I think this is he has to go see Sarge against Sarge. He has to get he has to get weapons. I I think we I think we missed the scene because when he finds out that what they're doing that uh, the the stuff that was in those bib those boxes in the beginning were uh, the paper the the money, mm-hmm. the paper they used to make money uh, the real paper not the the counterfeit stuff that everyone uses but they were gonna print their own money I guess. <laughs> Oh, so, that's right. He he goes there again, and Flint is there, and the the, the fucking uh, FBI guy, and he's telling them all everybody about the the counterfeit thing, and they go back, and there is a machine that prints money, but it's uh, Wonder Bucks or something like that. Yeah, and it's got um. Did it have Uncle Dave's face on it, or was it the Moose or whatever the it was. mascot it was. Yeah. <laughs> whatever he was. And that uh that's whenever the police were like, come on, actually, yeah, what are you so, doing? So Flint takes him out of there because yeah. he's supposed to drive him to the airport or wherever. And he runs out, jumps out the car, runs away, and this is when he goes to um Serge and he need, he needs weapons and all Serge Serge has is uh the Eliminator 2000. <laughs> but he has to have his uh, guy uh, clean it up first because, you know, it's a floor model and people have been touching it. He's like, just just get some cognac and, and wipe it down. And <laughs> and put it in its case. Yeah. So, yeah, Axel, it's in a, this big bag or whatever. Axel goes back to Fun World or Wonder World. Or... Wonder World. <laughs> he goes back there. And um, security, I mean, there's other than there's cameras everywhere. Um, security sees him, and he because Axel goes up and throws that gun over the fence. So then he goes back in, and um, he went. He got that. He got the gun before he went back into the underworld part, right? Yeah, because this is when he goes through all the the functions. That I mean, I, I guess it's kind of funny. Because every time he's like trying to use one of the the functions, like the get the the security guy starts backing up, and then it'll like play music or something. I don't know. And that net was completely useless. Yeah, <laughs> didn't it even open up. Stupid. No, it was it was dumb. Because uh, the security, they all see him. Um, what's his name? John Saxon is the one that sees him and all the security comes out and, and then Eddie starts, uh, they all start shooting at him. And then this is when he pulls out the, the nine letter 2000 and shoots. <laughs> yeah. He shoots the net first and it does nothing. And then the, the, the security guard is just looking at him like, what the hell? Damn, that, it looks so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Eddie. What were you thinking? And why is Eddie hiding behind those little wood benches that, that those bullets can go right through? Because uh, he thinks they deflect bullets. Even though you can, you can see the bench is getting riddled with the uh, bullet holes. I know. I mean, I'm like, 
Okay. <laughs> but then he he starts fiddling around with it to to shoot it to to see what else and security's still um messing around. Okay, the park is closed. Why are all the rides still going in the background? What <laughs> uh, Eddie figures out, he he starts using the machine gun part, and he starts shooting. Um, he shoots up one guy, and then he figures out another one, and he shoots out the the missile and it blows up something or a little a cart with a bunch of stuffed animals on it. And I assume both of those security guard guys are dead. And yeah. Pretty much, and that's pretty much the end of the uh, uh, the the annihilator, uh, yeah, annihilator two thousand, because he just sets it down and he goes over and gets one of the um, the security guards' guns. Yeah, which I thought was weird. He had like a revolver. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's like I mean, a Roger Murtaugh old school revolver. <laughs> and and again, the park is closed. Uh, other than the rides are going in the background, the little popcorn stand. Why is it full of popcorn? It's usually they empty it out, but <sighs> we we didn't make this movie because <laughs> when that one security guard gets uh, blown up, his gun goes and flies in the popcorn, and and Axel goes and gets it out before he goes back downstairs. And I mean, I would say maybe they just close, but you know, there still be people in a parking lot or employees or something yeah i mean okay <laughs> maybe they told everybody to leave immediately so they can get to making that money because <clears throat> um uh bill bill or how did billy get captured would um because billy i think he called billy before he when he was on the way there and Billy knows what Axel's about to do because he knows Axel, so he's on his way there. Because right before the the shoot, ahead. one of the shoots shootouts, um, Billy and what's the gal's name? Um, Teresa Randall. Yeah, her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they get uh, kind of um, stuck in this uh, control room, I guess, and then the. The, the security glass comes down and they're in there freezing because I guess the security or the fire system or yeah. something is letting out cold gas. Uh, okay. Um, but <laughs> So they're trying to figure out how to, how to get out of that and Axel is still uh, running around and then he ends up going to this is all after the whole shootout outside. He goes to the alien attack ride. He sees a couple um security guards uh in there looking around for him. Um the 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 little wannabe Cylons, fake Cylons that they had in, in this alien attack ride, <laughs> that they are not in that part of the ride. <laughs> so this is something clearly that they added. And you can clearly see that there's guys in these uh, robot suits. So uh, then the ride, uh, Eddie's in the control room. He like turns the ride on because it's it, it starts going, and and everything. Um, and Eddie jumps. I'm watching this, uh, everyone. So Eddie jumps out. <laughs> These alien guys are shooting weapons everywhere. Um, the the security guards are they got automatic weapons, so they're just firing in every direction. And Eddie's got a 
Well, he he had he had a revolver and it was six shooter and it now it's empty. He gets one of the uh, the machine guns, looks like an Uzi, from uh, one of the security guards, and then he starts shooting at him. Um, one another security guard comes jumps down onto the track, but a part of this uh, attraction, uh, it, it's supposed to be like a earthquake simulation, and this <clears throat> big uh, fuel rig comes crashing down and smashes uh, one of the security guards. And this part was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, the dead security, there's a black security guard that's dead laying on the tracks. Uh, three more show up, and uh, Axel kind of jumps behind uh, the security guard, which is, was a, which is a black guy, and he sits him up. And then he's like, oh, he, he went that way. And uh, I went that way. <laughs> and the guy's clearly neither dead or knocked out. No, he's dead because he's got blood, a bloody oh. chest. <laughs> yeah, he he's he's sitting up, pointing where they're supposed to be, but his his eyes are closed, right? Yeah. <laughs> so those security guards run up these stairs, and if you guys have been to Universal and and you know this ride, this is when the water comes crashing down the stairs and uh, wipes those three out. Um, I mean, I love this part uh, on the tram ride. It, it's cool. The, the, the whole earthquake scene and everything. It's supposed to be um, the BART train. The The BART train is the, the Bay Area rapid transit system in, in the Bay Area. and Because uh, that's what the train looks like. Because even when that train comes in into the scene uh, during the earthquake, it, it breaks and like splits in half. I mean, it's if you guys have been to Universal on that tram ride, you know what I'm talking about. But. Uh, I've always loved that little part of the ride. So uh, Axel, he's still trying to find the wall and he ends up in the, I don't know, the Jurassic part uh, of the the ride or whatever. (laughs) Spark has it all. (laughs) Yeah. All of the animatronic uh, dinosaurs and. uh, Oh, we skipped over Billy's, uh, Billy's moment. He was a. Beverly Hills Cop 2 Billy for a second when he, he, he killed like two people. I don't even remember that. What happened? <laughs> he did the quick draw on one and then another one. He did the 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 spin, the dive and spin move or roll. Oh, and shot okay. the one guy and then he yeah. gets shot. And apparently the guy's gun is so powerful that it knocks Billy up against the wall. <sighs> <laughs> All right. I mean, these guys come with uh, the 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 most powerful hardware uh, ever. So I guess that's why they're the number one security uh, <laughs> company in, in in the country. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, Eddie and Dewalt end up um, uh, battling it out in this little dinosaur world. Um, they're duking it out. They're fighting on the the little train system that, that's going by. Um, Eddie gets kind of thrown back, and Dewalt pulls out a gun, shoots Eddie. Eddie ta- or Eddie Axel takes a shot, and um, and then Axel he he gets one of the security guards' little uh, machine guns and just fills up Dewalt and. He falls into the little train car, and, and that's the end of him. Didn't Flint like show up for no reason, and then get shot? Yeah, he after the whole shootout and fight, he comes walking out from behind the the rocks. 
Yeah, he's like, what's going on? And uh, he just gets shot. He, like, <laughs> doesn't help out in any way. No, he did. But at this point, we already knew he he was kind of dirty. But I, this is when Axel finds out that uh, he's a part of all this because he, he, stay, he comes, when he comes walking around, he's got a gun. Oh, no, I'm talking about uh, the, the other cop, the good one. Oh, uh, well, he comes out after um, okay. uh, the, the, the secret agent guy. He, he pulls his gun out on Axel, and they kind of struggle. And then uh, he, uh, he gets the gun away from, it, from the agent guy, and Axel uh, shoots him. But, yeah, that other cop, um, I don't even remember his name. He comes, Flint, uh, Detective yeah, he, Flint. He comes running in and doesn't do anything. I guess is Axel or whatever. And then he's just there. (laughs) (laughs) He had his gun out, um, but he got shot earlier because he's got um, a bullet hole uh, in in his arm. So he at least did something. But then, and then while they're sitting there talking, all beat up, here comes uh, Billy. Yeah, like the Walking Dead. <laughs> He's like more. Well, Eddie's got a big bloody gash on his forehead, and Billy's shot up, coming looking like a zombie. Then he just <laughs> falls to the ground. <laughs> yeah, I like how they're just laughing, telling jokes as Billy's probably dying on the ground as he's bleeding out. <laughs> So yeah, Eddie saves the day. Um, I think he got he got shot in the first one. I remember that. Did he get shot in the second one, or just beat up? He got beat up. Yeah, this one he took a little more damage. He got beat up and shot in this one. And um, yeah, Billy, I don't even think he got shot in any of them except for this one. So, but yeah, e- evil is punished. Uh, the 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 agent that was in on it. He's dead. Um, the Wald is dead. Um, did John Saxon die? I, I don't remember. I think he did. But he, I think it was a throwaway scene. Yeah. Um, and Uncle yeah, that, Dave makes a recovery. Uh, Axel gets his own mascot. Oh, uh, Axel Fox. Yeah. Oh, really? Really? Okay, let me go back. When Eddie or Axel was running around in the park, when when the park was open, he dresses up as um one of the characters, the elephant, or whatever. yeah, whatever the elephant's name was. And uh, I liked when he goes up to those two little kids and they're like, "Do the Oki shuffle or whatever," and he <laughs> he tries to do it, and he goes, "That's not how you do it." <laughs> It acts like, well, this is how we do it now. And the little kid, there was two little kids. There was a kind of older one and a and a younger one. That the younger kid, man, he's that acting was not. He's as yes, he's a little guy, but I'm sorry, man. That was just he did, was not acting very good because <laughs> he was <laughs> acting like he was laughing, and it was just so. I laughed more because it, it just looked so fake, but. I mean, good for you, kid, man. You're in an Eddie Murphy movie, and I'm sure you got paid. Plus, he had uh, lines. <laughs> you got a cameo from Helen Martin. Wanda from Good Times. Oh, that's right. She was the grandma. Grandma. Yeah. I, think the, I think the elephant's name was Oki. Yeah. It's like, Oki dokey, push me. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Was it John Singleton? He was, um, 
one of the fire department guys. Yeah. But I don't even remember when that happened. It says Al Green was in here as the minister. Oh, at the uh, at the funeral. Okay. okay. Yeah, I guess that was Al Green. Yeah. But yeah, Beverly Hills Cop 3. Um, Him and Teresa Randall get to go on the Tunnel of Love ride, even though there is no Tunnel of Love ride. There's no rides like that at Great America. <laughs> she about to give him a ride, I guess. I guess, but Eddie, I don't know what you're thinking with this one. It was, it, it was not good at all. I mean, it had funny moments, but uh, I don't know. I mean, and again, the things that I was reading, it was just whatever was happening in in Eddie's life at the time was kind of interfering with uh, his performance and not really being into it. He just did what he, he was supposed to do just to get the movie made. I don't know what John Landis was thinking, but uh, yeah, Beverly Hills Cop 3. <laughs> uh, says here, October 1st, 2019 interview with Collider. Murphy confirmed that production on Beverly Hills Cop 4 will commence once the filming of Coming to America has wrapped. Oh, and ne- uh, Deadline announced uh, that Paramount Pictures made a one-time license deal with the option for the sequel to Netflix to create the fourth film. Well, Netflix has got the money because they keep raising the price on us. But uh, Yeah, they do. Well, this uh, the budget for this was seventy million, and it only boxed office a hundred nineteen point two million, and that that's not much. I mean, they made their money back, but not much more. Seventy million. Yeah. What did Eddie get? Like thirty five, forty? I'm sure they gave um, George Lucas a few million just to say one line. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, if anyone, uh, Eddie got paid the most, and you got to pick a second person, maybe uh, Judge Reinhold uh, for coming back. Um, John Saxton, yeah, he was big. Um, uh, you know, George Lucas got more than they did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, oh, man, watch the first. You guys got HBO Max. Watch the first two. Those, those are those ones are awesome. This one was just. Uh, don't know what they were thinking when they made this one. <laughs> All right, Brad, what do we got next? Okay, we got uh, this recently just came out as of uh, today, as we're recording this uh, new movie on Paramount Plus, Infinite, ah. starring Mark Wahlberg, sci-fi action movie. Nez, we might have to put our uh, scientist coats back on because I think this has to do with time travel. It's a video game, isn't it? Is it? I think so. Um, did you watch that um that documentary series? Uh, I think it's on HBO Max. Um, uh, it's, it's with Marky Mark, him just trying to uh just do what he does. I mean, run, help run the restaurants, uh, his whole production company, and and keep doing movies. And it's when he was filming this, uh, the pandemic started. Okay. 
So it was it was, he had a tough time. Like they they started it and then the world fell apart, so he had to stop. And then once it, it, I guess it kind of calmed down and and they were letting Hollywood make their movies, he he went back to finish it. So it's directed by Antoine Fuqua. He, I believe he did Training Day. No, I'm thinking of that, another director. Um, Anton Fuqua has directed Training Day, The Equalizer, Magnificent Seven. Okay. He's done um, some good action movies. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't seen anything on this. I haven't even seen any trailers. Um, I mean, kind of staying away from it. I, I, I the the knowledge I know it was just from that that documentary, uh, that um that he made. What the hell was it called? Um, uh, Wall Street. That's what it was called. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, an intimate day to day look at Mark Wahlberg. Walt Mark Wahlberg manages his growing business ventures against his rigorous film schedule. Yeah. It's on HBO Max if you guys uh, want to see it. It's six episodes. I want to say the episodes were like a half hour. It, it wasn't very long. I I did it all in one take, and it, it was cool. I mean, because he this this guy, he just never was home. And when he was was home, he was on the phone. Constantly doing business. If it wasn't for the, the restaurant, uh, helping him, his, his buddies trying to run some kind of gym, and that's when the pandemic kicked in, because they had to shut down all these gyms that that they were were going to open up, and he was wondering like, what the hell are we going to do? I mean, how long is this going to last? They kind of thought, ah, oh, we'll be all right. It'll only last a couple of weeks, and then everything will be back. To- over uh and then it just it kept on going it, it's still not over everyone i don't know why everyone thinking that it's over with it's not it's still going i think it's gonna be with us for the rest of our lives but it was a cool documentary i only watched it because i i am a fan uh, uh of mark Wahlberg, so it, it was interesting and that's when i found out about this movie I, but i know nothing of it but i pretty sure it's based on a video game um so but i don't know yeah. we'll see it's out now, a, isn't it? Yeah, it just came out as okay. we're recording this. I, I I heard it had to. It was action movie, sci-fi action has has to do with time time travel, and that takes me back to our time cop episode. And <laughs> was that just? I don't know. When we did that episode, was it just one movie, or did we do a movie before it? We did a movie before it, but I, I think we- Time Cop took up most <laughs> most of that time. <laughs> Because I think we started oh, getting away from the movie and was trying to figure like out I said, time figure, travel. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> wasn't working. But according to Avengers Endgame, everything we know doesn't mean anything. So, <laughs> oh man, if you guys have if you guys are new to the show, welcome and go back and listen to that episode. I don't remember. Um, it's an early one. Yeah, one of the ones in the very beginning. What episode are we on now? I don't even know. <laughs> oh, Forty. Um, let me see. Our episode number thirty-eight. This is 30. number thirty-nine. Okay. And yeah, the last stream fiend was nineteen. So 
guys haven't heard that, go back and listen to it. (laughs) Might as well announce the next action returns after that because trying to knock out some new ones after we do Infinity. Uh, I see uh, whatchamacallit is available. You know where to find it. Uh, Wrath of Man, Jason Statham. All right. Yeah. So those will be our next two. Cool. And I, if you didn't hear about Stream Fiends, we're doing House Party, and I think I know where the next shows are going to go. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, everyone, that, that's going to be it this episode. Um, E-Society, just go over to where we have it, and we still need to record a new episode. We're still working on it. But um, there's a ton of stuff on there. I, I kind of did inventory on actual just the E-Society show not the spinoff ones we're over 500 episodes with the east society and i didn't realize nice a com- with the combo of the anchor and the the regular network um skater news podcast network we're we're in the 500s now dealing with the east society and i'm like damn i didn't realize we had that many episodes but it's a lot. Yeah, it is. And that's not counting Macnez and the spinoff shows from East Society. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're, we're way over 500 uh, at this point. But, I mean, it's it's crazy. I'm surprised that we did it. And, dude, a lot of it is you and I <laughs> on yeah. there, too. So. Uh, more more spinoff shows coming. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> if you guys want to listen to a good one for, with the East Society, go back to last year's uh, 31 Days of Horror and listen to the Frankenstein episode. <sighs> <laughs> I just listened to it again. Oh, my God. Made me want to watch that movie. <laughs> what was the guy's name? Which Otto one? or... The, I think it was helper. Otto. I think it was <laughs> Otto. <laughs> that guy. Oh man, he was yeah, a, I got a little weird at the end. Yeah, he was a little too rapey for my taste, but um it's it, the movie it is what it is. Uh, Flesh for Frankenstein, it's on YouTube if you guys <laughs> want to check it out. But listen to that episode after you watch the movie cuz that, that was one of the good ones. But All right, everyone. Yeah, just just be safe out there and uh come back next week for uh, what's that movie called? Infinity. Uh, Infinity. Oh. Infinite. It was one of them. It's, Mark Wahlberg's new movie. Yeah. On Paramount Plus. It's on Paramount Plus. Is it in the theater too or no? Uh I want to say no. I thought they were gonna do the drop it in the theater and then forty five the, minutes later. Yeah, I think that's the ones that are debuting in the theater. Forty five days later, they'll be on Paramount Paramount Plus. I don't know if the straight to Paramount Plus goes to the theater. Hmm. I don't know. It's a, it's a whole new world when it comes to streaming movies and theater and yeah. So yeah, come back for for more. So uh, until next time, just be safe and party on. Yeah, everybody, definitely be safe and make sure you are good to one another. 